Glenn LaPointe is one of Central New York's biggest media personalities. You may know him as Gomez Adams, morning host on radio station TK99. He's also heavily involved with Syracuse University Athletics broadcasts. And he's one of the nicest people in the broadcasting business. Glenn is also an alumnus of Onondaga Community College. And he's one of this year's Alumni Faces honorees. And best of all, he's our guest on this edition of our podcast. Well, welcome to Chatting About College, a podcast originating from Onondaga Community College in Syracuse, New York. My name is Roger Mirabito. We record our conversation in the studios of our Broadcast Media Communications degree program. It's located in the Whitney Applied Technology Center on our campus. On the night of October 6th, we will honor this year's class of what we call Alumni Faces. These are former students who've made a difference in their community and in their chosen profession. And we're honored to welcome in one of this year's honorees, Glenn LaPointe. Glenn, welcome to the podcast. Roger, it's a pleasure to be here. Great it's an honor to be here. Great to have you here. We're really thrilled about it. Thank you. One of the things I think is really cool about you is you've been in broadcasting for about 40 years, but you've only been a college graduate for five years. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty neat. It is pretty neat. So let's talk about how you got here. You went to Marcellus High School. Yep. Graduated in 78. 78 from Marcellus. Out of Marcellus, I uh, went to UB at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a chemical engineering major, believe it or not. That didn't take. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, great school, good plug for UB and, and uh, the SUNY system in general. But uh, the college was great. Uh, my social life might have been a little better. So, <laughs> But, you know, ultimately, it just was not a match with the, with that program, with engineering. I thought that's what I wanted to do because in high school, I was, you know, math and science guy. Mm-hmm. So I figured, well, let's you know go down the engineering route, but it wasn't going to work out. So I was there a year and a half. Moved back home in, uh, see, fall of '79 would have been my last semester at UB. Mm-hmm. Moved home, and then I came up to OCC the first time in the spring of 1980. And at the time, I wasn't even quite sure what I wanted to do. It ju- I just knew that if I didn't pick right up and keep going to college, I probably would have just started working somewhere. And that might have been fine. Who knows how things work out. But uh, when I came up here to campus, there was a guy that uh, I went to Marcellus with who was in the art, it was radio TV at the time, the RTV department. He was really the only guy I knew on campus. So I was hanging around him and he had a, a radio show over on WOCC. And I thought, well, that looks kind of fun. So then, you know, I went over to the department. It was uh, Uncle Rob and Vinny Spatafora mm-hmm. and Catherine Hawkins, mm-hmm. and David Hawkins. And then I got into the program and I just loved it. I thought, now this, I get it. This to me, it's fun. It didn't feel like work. Uh, you know, my grades were a lot better than when I was at Buffalo because I liked it. You know, I was sure. spending a lot of time on the projects. Uh, and so that's when I started spring of 80. And I went to 80 and then the fall of 80, spring of 81. And then fall of 81, uh, I just started the semester and uh, Vinny gave me a call at home wondering if I wanted a job, in a radio job. And I figured, well, that's what I'm studying, and here's an opportunity, so why not? Right. So I, I took that uh, I took that gig, and it was in, in Herkimer, a little radio station in Herkimer. So from Herkimer, you, you climbed the ladder. You wind up coming back to Syracuse. You're at Y94. You do great. You wind up at Galaxy Radio, where you still are today. But you did really well climbing up the ladder. Yeah, and it was, you know, typical, in one way, typical radio in that when I was in Herkimer, I was there for a little less than a year, I would say. It was like 
fall of 81 to like the following late spring, early summer. And the first inkling that maybe it might not be a great spot to be long term was that I got a Christmas bonus at the station in Herkimer for $25 and the check bounced. <laughs> oh, my so Lord. So it's like, oh, okay. So then, then then they had a little meeting. Well, you know, you can't, don't cash that bonus, you know, sorry about that. So I was like, uh-oh, you know, and I remember telling my dad about it, and he, he was a little concerned. He said, that might be a red flag for you there. So, yeah, yeah, But yeah. Uh, I <laughs> left there, moved back home, uh, and then uh, I worked at uh, Channel 3. There was a buddy of mine, uh, Tim Mahar, who was another OCC guy from, from back in the day, but he was working at Channel 3 uh, as a, like the teleprompter guy and the log checker, and he was also on the kids' show. Saturday Showboat. He was Bobo the Hobo. <laughs> so Bobo the Hobo, and he was one of my friends from high school. He's a year older than I am. Sure. But uh, he called me one night and he said, hey, I'm I'm leaving, uh, and, you know, they're going to replace the, you know, the, the log, my job, basically, which is, you know, checking the logs, which in hindsight, you know, making minimum wage, checking the logs, which is responsible for the commercials that run on the air, I thought right, was right. a pretty big responsibility for a relatively low wage <laughs> but that was part of the job. And then the kids' show, they were looking for somebody to replace Bobo the Hobo on the kids' show. And it was uh, Uncle Don. It was Dennis Bowman was just finishing up, and he went to the STM club in the afternoon. Uh, so it's going to be Uncle Don Edwards, and then um, the Crafty Lady, and George Magician. And then that's when I slid in. So Bobo the Hobo brought me in, and I did one show with him, and then they took me after the show, the first one, it was just kind of like a, I was only on for a little bit, but then they took me to the back part of Channel 3, which was cool because that's where they would do, you know, the monster movie matinee and Syracuse Bowls and some of the old school local sure, shows. Sure, yeah. Uh, and they had uh, like a wardrobe kind of rack and they just had a, you know, stuff in there. So they just said, oh, why don't you pick something? So I looked around and picked, it was a red and white striped sport coat and you know, like an old boater, what do they call those hats? The, like the... Steamers, whatever that was, styrofoam type I can type picture of. it, yeah. And uh, so I took it, and it turned out it was Denny Sullivan's old red and white coat that he wore on some kid show back in the day. So I just, uh, that's where I figured I'd go with it. It looked fun. It was bright. And then we left it up in the following weeks for the kids who were watching Saturday Showboat to, you know, write in long before, log on to the website. You know, this was 1980. Three now at this point, mm -hmm. so kids wrote in what they should name me, you know, with the red and white stripe jacket on, and then that was one of the suggestions was Peppermint Pete. So <laughs> and it was some kid from Pennsylvania who happened to watch the show. So um, that's how that's where Peppermint Pete came from. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yep. You'd always had this thing in the back of your mind. I never graduated from yes. college, and you you finally decided to act on it at some point. Yeah, and it was and it was kind of weird. It was like one of those decisions that was I would say made for me. But you know, sometimes there's signs in life. I guess mm -hmm. sometimes we pay attention to them. Sometimes we don't. But in this case, I was uh, on Howlett Hill, you know, right off the campus here, mm -hmm. headed toward Marcellus, going to you know visit my uh, brother out there. And I was at the red light that, you know, the left-hand turn comes up to campus from that entrance. Right. And I had to glance over at the electronic sign, uh, and it said right on the sign, you know, uh, last day to register for spring of 2016 classes was like January 20th or whatever the mm -hmm. date was. Mm -hmm. And I kept staring at it for a minute. And, you know, it's, it had been in the back of my head, you know, for the 
you know, several years before that's like, ah, I got to finish up. I, you know, just at least see what I need. I don't know. Sure. So I stared at that sign. Uh, and then at that particular intersection, uh, the left arrow comes on, you know. Right, right. So I'm looking right. at that and here's the left arrow telling me, all right, buddy, you know, <laughs> go that way. So, you know, I looked, you know, I looked at the, you know, there's no traffic. So I put the blinker on, had to cut her. I thought, well, let me go. Let me just. Right, right. So I came up and I parked out front and I hadn't really been on campus in a while <laughs> and it walked into and Roger, you'll have to help me with this. You the, walked into Gordon probably. Yes, Gordon, Gordon Student, Student Center. Center. Yep. Uh, to the big information desk there. Sure. Walked up to a, uh, a young man and just told him my situation. I, you know, I said, look, I, I'm a former student. I went here. I, last time I was here was, you know, 1981, but I want to just see what I need to finish my, my degree. In my head, I thought it was going to be a lot because I'm sure the curriculum had changed over the years. Sure. Because now sure. we're in a digital age and none of that was around before then. Uh, so, you know, I grabbed a seat and then one of the counselors came out sat me down and started going over, you know, what the curriculum was and what I might need. And a lot of questions, I, you know, say, I just don't know the answer to some of that. It's been so long. At that point, it had been 35 years. Sure. So he walked me over to here, to the Whitney building, and into Tony Vidala's office. And and I remember Tony and knew him. I've known him for years. And he said, hey, what are you doing here? You know, <laughs> and I told him my situation. I said, well, you know, I... I just I wanted to see what I need to finish up. I just always wanted to get the degree, uh, and so I, I'm, I they told me come over here. So maybe you can tell me what I need, what classes I lack still. So he said, "Hang on one second. And he went back in his office. I don't know. If, I'm sure you know his office, but you know, it's kind of a narrow office. Mm -hmm. In the back, there's a closet or maybe a smaller room back there. But he went back there. Was gone ten seconds, maybe. Came back with a big cardboard box. Put it down. Opened the top and. All my paperwork from 35 years ago was on the the very first thing no on the top way. of the thing. Yep, my name, my handwriting. It was like, it was right there. He was waiting for you to. He come was back. waiting for me. <laughs> he, well, he just happened to see it because he had been reorganizing, and I don't. Know, maybe he had just moved into the office. I don't sure, remember. Sure. But he just kind of remembered seeing it. So, you know, you talk about a sign like yeah, the left yeah. arrow, buddy. This way. Yeah. Uh, Tony's there. Pops the top. All my paperwork, so he, literally he could just look through it in a few minutes and say, well, you only need to do this, you only need this, you only need this. So then I had a starting point, uh, and I went back with the counselor, told me what I needed, and as it turned out, it was going to be uh, three classes, and I was so pumped at that point, because in my head, I thought it might take me a couple of semesters if I'm going, you know, class at a time. Sure, sure. But it was three, and I wanted to do it. So out came the credit card. Boom! Put it on there. I'm in. Right I'm there. Done, right yeah. then and there. Wow. So wow. I got I got all juiced up, and then yeah. came home and told my wife. It said, "I'm a college student. I'm in." How about that? And then the, the semester started, and it was I was thrilled. It was fun. I enjoyed the whole process. So in May of 2016, you walked the stage. I got walked your the degree. Stage. Yeah. What was that like for you? That was emotional. You know what? And I yeah. know friends of mine from. The first time around, who either went to OCC or some of my friends who went to other colleges, didn't, for one reason or other, didn't go to their graduations. Some were like, oh, ah, that guy's going to mail it. It's like, well, why wouldn't you want to go? And they're, you know, it's, for whatever reason, it wasn't that important to them. But now having gone through that, I don't know why anyone would not want to go to their graduation. You see that, you know, the hard work and what you've put in uh, and, you know, in the moment, you know, when you do the tassel. Then I got a little lump in my throat. You know, it's like, 
I'm so proud. You know, yeah. and, you know, on another level too. You know, everybody's proud of something in their life. Maybe their kids or their spouse sure, or their, sure. their job or some part of their life. But sometimes I don't think people spend enough time being proud of themselves. And that's okay. So I was proud of myself at that moment. You know what? I'm proud of this. You know, and I moved the tassel and went up and got my, you know, my diploma from Dr. Crabill. Mm-hmm. Gave her a big hug. And like <laughs> that was like, it was an awesome Awesome experience. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. See, you got your degree, but you didn't disappear. You've been active within the OCC family since you left. You're on the OCC Foundation board now. Yes. Uh, why was it important for you to stay active? Uh, I believe in this campus. I'm so proud of where this college has come from, and maybe that comes from having attended the first time in 1980. And, you know, by the way, like my wife is an OCC alum. She went here and she was another non-traditional student. She had been working in a different line of work before deciding she wanted to go to college. My brother, Greg, is an OCC guy. And knowing the campus and the students from that era versus now when I came back in 2016, it was by leaps and bounds so far ahead of where the entire process was. The campus, the students, Every part of it, and I was just proud and so proud of it. And then uh, for those who maybe who haven't driven around campus in a while, when I watched the the dorms go up a number of years ago, and that's probably been 20 years now, however long it's been, I just watched that every time I would drive by the campus and watch that progress. And then I remember when this building opened up, I came to that grand opening. And again, I don't remember the year, but uh, I just watched it from a distance after all these years. And then after going through the process and getting my degree, I wanted to be more involved because I see how it affects people and how it changes their lives. And I know you talk about it, Roger, when I talk to you, and usually when we end our phone conversations or texts or emails, you'll you know, call it from the People's College. Uh, and, it, and it truly is. Yeah. And I don't think there's a person in Central New York who does not have either a direct or indirect connection to this campus, either having been here. And I know a lot of people who maybe only came for one semester, maybe to get back on track for another program at another college they were going to or worked here at some point. But OCC really is the people's college, all kidding aside, and it's a it community is. college. Really yeah. And I know Dr. Crable has said that too. Uh, when you hear Onondaga Community College, the community is the word in there that just really stands out. And that's why I wanted to continue and help out. And I see, and having now been a part of the foundation, seeing some of the kids who are impacted and who benefit from the efforts and the fundraising and everything that goes into it, if everybody could see what a difference in their lives this campus makes, I think a lot of people would be involved. Agreed. Yes. Let's make it happen. Let's do it. <laughs> so it, it's been kind of an award season for you. Uh, in June, you received a John Mulroy Founders Award. And shortly after that, you learned that you were part of the class of 2021 of Alumni Faces. Yes. What does that mean to you? That, you know, that means a lot. I mean, to have come here and gone here and now know people who work here and to be involved with the foundation. And even when I was coming here in, in 2016, I'd, the classes that I would take, I'd walk down the hall and I would look up uh, occasionally and see the, the alumni faces. And I know a lot of the people just because, you know, I've been around here, you know, for my entire <laughs> life. But and every now and then I was having to glance up and see somebody I didn't know that went to OCC. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, I didn't know he or I didn't know she went here. And it's just cool to see that. And last, I guess it was two years ago now, and I don't remember the event. It was an evening event. And 
uh, Lori, the L- author. L- Lori Halls Anderson. Yes. Yes. Uh, gave a talk and it's really one of the, the, the great speeches that I've ever really heard and seen. And she's a proud OCC alum and she's on the alumni faces uh, wall as well. And so to be in a category or in with somebody like her, who I thought was fantastic and is a great writer, that's an honor to me. And it's and it was it was a thrill to open up that mail and I showed my wife and uh, another another proud OCC moment. If you walk in the Gordon Student Center, which is where the first group of alumni faces honorees are, the very first section, there's three people in it. Lori Halls Anderson is one of them. She's uh-huh. a nationally known author. Above her is Roy Bernardi, former Syracuse mayor. Yes. And below her is the late Gary McGill, former Syracuse police chief. Oh, wow. And you just look at that and think, that's really cool. That is cool. Some yeah. big names locally that anybody in central New York will recognize yeah. and remember. And again, so many people are around central New York in different fields, you know, medical fields, law, and maybe went here, got their associate degree, and then went on to wherever they went to. But they got their start here on this campus, and it's just a thrill to be a part of that group. Well, we're going to have you back here October 6th, and on that night, we're going to honor you. And we look forward to that. But before we do that, we have a little game we want to play with you. Oh, all right. In honor of our seven alumni faces honorees this year, we have right here a – that's a box. Okay. And inside it are seven random life questions. Oh, okay. So everyone who comes in for the podcast – we put them through this meat grinder of questions. Got it. It's fun. So if you're ready. I'm ready. All right, here we go. Question number one. All right. Your first car. Uh, 1973 Ford Grand Torino. Wow. I wish I still had it. You know what? And again, it's an age thing. The older you get and you look back, I wish I had taken better care of it. It was really an awesome car. It's interesting how many people have that reaction. Maybe the car was kind of a clunker at the time, but there's this... Warm yep. feeling with the memories. Yep. It was a great car. Uh, bought it. My dad actually bought it, and I paid him back over the years, but it was 800 mm-hmm. bucks. and it was from a guy <laughs> in Rochester. Nice. But uh, yeah, 73 Ford Grand Touring. I got it in 1979. All right. Number two, your favorite caffeinated beverage. Coffee. You know what? <laughs> plug for Dunkin', medium cream and sugar. I mean, that's like my go-to. Awesome. But uh, coffee in general. Tell us one thing about you that would make people question your sanity. I'll watch any of the Bourne movies oh. anytime they're on. And if there's like two in a row on or three in a row, I'll watch all of them. I have that problem be, too. <laughs> it could be in the middle of the day. Yeah. And it's like, why are you watching that? It's like, I don't know. I've seen it like right. 20 or 30 times, but I, I can't help it. It's so good. It is. It's just yeah. fun to watch. So I don't know if that's... Too nuts, but it's like kind of a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Yeah. All right. Next question. Cat or dog? Dog. I don't dislike cats, but I love dogs. I don't have a dog. Uh, between my schedule and my wife's schedule, neither one of us are home during the day for a while. Sure. sure. Uh, and I, I, when I get a dog someday, I want to be able to be there with the dog. I don't want to have it you know, in a, in a crate all day or have someone to come and let him out. So, But definitely a dog. All right. Next question. Who is your favorite OCC person and why? Could be an old uh, student, professor. Uh, favorite OCC person? Uh, well, as far as a professor, uh, Vinny Spatafora, I mean, mm-hmm. he just, and anybody who remembers Vinny, great guy. And he had his own great story about the Vietnam War. And you can mm. look, you know, there was a BBC special on him. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, during the, the, the Tet Offensive, I think he was a part of that. 
but he, he he was a good-hearted, just a great soul. But he helped me and a lot of other people get our start in in uh, in radio. He was just connected around Central New York and would always let you know, hey, they're they're looking at for a part timer over at this radio station. You want to do it? I can make a call for you. So uh, he was very instrumental. So I, I would guess I would say Vinny. Okay. All right. Your favorite band who you would love to see in concert, whether you ever had the chance or you didn't, if you could go back in time and see them, who would it be? Uh, My favorite band, which I did see, was Van Halen live. The favorite band that I didn't see and wish I saw was Queen. Hmm. Uh, I think, and it's again, some of these bands I didn't appreciate when they were around. Now, in hindsight, when I hear them and see them in video or movies, they're incredible. So I wish I had seen Queen live. And uh, I saw the Allman Brothers, but it was late and they weren't all obviously right, there right, right. You know, together. But when I saw them, they were great. But that's another band that I wish I paid more attention to when I was younger. My college roommates were the first time around. Yeah. They were big Allman Brothers fans. And I, you know, it, it was okay to me at the time. But now in hindsight, Allman Brothers are fantastic. Was Van Halen David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar? Uh, this would be the asterisk next to that. It was the guy in the middle. There oh, was, uh, was that was, Gary Sharon? Was yes, that his name? Gary Sharon, yeah. who I think was in the band uh, Extreme. Yes. And he was, they were at the New York State Fair, and the band was great, mm-hmm. and he's a fantastic vocalist, and I felt bad for him because it's not, you know, when you hear a Van Halen song, it's either Sammy's voice or David's voice. Yes, yes. And when it's not either one of those and you hear another guy sing it, it's like, well, this is kind of weird. But a few songs in... And when you kind of suspend that for a minute, the guy was fantastic. Mm, okay. So great vocalist, bad timing, and it was, it was never really going to work for him, I don't think. Right, right. But so that would be the asterisk next to that. So I would say going back through all that, uh, if I could see Van Halen with Sammy Hagar, that would have been that would have been the one. All right. Final question. Yes. And you've done great with the first six, by Thank the way. Thank you. Um, your go-to takeout. If you both decide, you know, we don't want to cook tonight. Let's just do takeout from somewhere. Uh, Cracker Barrel Fried Chicken. Really? Yes, the Sunday fried chicken. It's different. There's the Southern fried and the Sunday fried, uh, and uh, from the Cracker Barrel. I live in Cicero, and it's and it's you know six nine eight forty three eleven. It's sad that I know the number for the takeout. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. that's phenomenal. But that would be it. The the Sunday fried chicken from a Cracker Barrel. It's just easy. It's delicious, and I like it. I don't know any phone numbers anymore because they're all programmed in. So you get a lot of credit for that. (laughs) Glenn LaPointe, it's been great talking to you. Congratulations on everything. We look forward to uh, honoring you October 6th on our Alumni Faces Night. Humbled and thrilled to be a part of it. Thank you, Roger. And thanks to you as well for listening. And also thanks to our Broadcast Media Communications degree program for use of their studios here on campus. I'm Roger Mirabito, inviting you to subscribe to our podcast, Chatting About College. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever you download fine podcasts from.